the more exposed I am, the more essence, the more honest that I am, the more chance we have of having some kind of worthwhile exchange. I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower, how kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, we'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am thrilled that you are here today. Wow, that's a good... Trying to roll that R today. Thrilled. Um, You know, so much going on. It's just like this world, our life right now is... It's electric. It's alive. It's moving. It's it's dynamic. And, um, you know, we can go a lot of places when things are, are happening that way, whether they're happening in our lives that way or whether they're hap- happening like they are right now out in the world. I believe a self-kindness practice for me has allowed me to witness those dynamic moments with a sense of curiosity. And the word that I've been using lately in my own life is I feel like right now I had like there's a sense of recklessness in love, meaning that love would abandon all of the old stories to make itself available right here, right now. And I feel like that's my life's work. That's our life's work life's work as human beings to move from what we are feeling in the heart and having it live in the world and there's a word right now that's being moved around in relationship to the social justice moment that we're living in right now and that's reconciling and I believe that we can do some of that reconcile reconciliation internally between the heart and the mind. The heart has an impulse, and then the mind stops it. The mind holds it back. The mind puts up a barrier. So how do we get these two working together? Because when they work together, that's where life feels... You know, I don't want to say that it just feels happy, but it feels purposeful, it feels meaningful, and there's a depth to it. Um... So, how do we do that? For me, it's self-kindness. And I am so excited about my guest today, Daryl Scott, the musician. If you don't know his music, um, go out or hop on whatever music app you have and check him out. Daryl Scott, 
E-L-L Scott, and you won't be um, you won't be sorry. Uh, just a little story about Daryl. The first time that Ann and I, well, I think we had been playing some some festivals where we had seen him, so we knew about him as a musician. And we had a friend. We were playing around a campfire in the hills or mountains of Colorado at a festival we were playing at, and they played a Daryl Scott song, and we were all just you know picking along and and. Afterwards, I said, well, whose song is that? And they said, well, that's a Daryl Scott song. It's from this particular album. And Anne said, oh, we don't have that album. And it was as if, you know, er, like all the music stopped and everybody looked at us. And our friend, she looked at us and she said, you have to get this album of Daryl Scott's. It will change your life. And she was right. <laughs> we had... Uh, maybe an eight-hour drive home from that festival in southern Colorado to where we were living in Jackson Hole, Wyoming at the time. And we found a CD shop. Yep, they used to have these places where you could buy music in Moab, Utah. And we bought the CD, and I think we played it nonstop for the next five hours. So, so excited that he's here today. But um, before we get into my introduction of Daryl Scott, I want to say that I am going to talk about something that I'm putting out. I'm going to put out an, another offering to let's get together and talk about self-kindness. I have the one-on-one coaching that I'm doing with people, the just the, the individual sessions and the long coaching package, but... Um, but I've put together a, a program that I think is going to be something that that really helps to uh, light up this reconciliation that I'm talking about between the heart and mind in your life, whether it's with kids, whether it's with work, whether it's with spouses, whether it's with Pete, I hear you and I want to be on purpose, but I feel like I don't have time in my schedule. Wherever you are, I feel like this is going to work for you. So you can wait to the end of the episode to hear more about that, or you can run over to PeteSibley.com and check out that offer. So, so my guest today is Daryl Scott. Daryl Scott is a multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter who mines and cultivates the everyday moment, taking the rote, menial, mundane, and allowing it to be surreal, even poignant, and candidly honest, lilting, blooming, and resonating. The words he fosters allow us to make sense of the world, what is at stake here, and our place in it. Daryl Scott comes from a musical family with a father who had him smitten with guitars by the age of four. He's had songs recorded by artists such as Travis Tritt, The Dixie Chicks, Keb Moe, and Faith Hill. After recently touring with Robert Plant and the Zac Brown Band and producing albums for Malcolm Holcomb and Guy Clark and being named Songwriter of the Year for both ASCAP and NSAI, these days find him roaming his Tennessee wilderness acreage, hiking along the small river, creating delicious meals with food raised on his property, and playing music. He's often leading songwriting workshops and helps people tell their own truth with their stories. Please welcome the incredibly talented and kind Daryl Scott. Hello, Daryl Scott. Thanks so much for taking the time today to be here and sit with me and chat about self-kindness. How's it going? Doing good, Pete. It's good to uh, talk with you. 
and it's been a few years since I saw you and Anne at festival here, festival there, as we all used to do in a former life. We used to uh, go out and play gigs. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, recording this several months into this uh, human experiment of COVID. And um, well, let's just jump right in. I mean, here we are in this moment of early July 2020. We have pandemics, we have um, this uprising of focused attention on injustice and inequities in the world. And so having a conversation around self-kindness, let's just jump in and see, you know, what what's your definition of self-kindness? And perhaps in the context of what I just laid out, why is self-kindness even important in this moment? Right. Well, you know, it's a slippery slope, the self-kindness subject. Uh, there have been times in my life where self-kindness, you know, was not, didn't seem available or just seemed like an esoteric, you know, place that, that wouldn't, mm. would not be mine to enter. But, uh, and then at other times in my life, it's been like uh, a very strong focus of mine. Um, mm. a consciousness toward uh, being kind to myself uh, and of self-kindness. And that can look like, um, uh, you know, as a creative person that I am, part of the self-kindness looks like um, bringing kindness around, you know, my creative work. Um, so, for example, uh, there's a whole lot of ways that that can look, and I'll just kind of list some uh one is to not take gigs that don't look like uh self-kind gigs so mm. you know as a working musician there's the kind of gigs that and especially where i am these days i i'm kind of a definitely a singer songwriter but i've got a uh a, you know uh, um, a message of sorts it's uh and most of it is just to be uh in the moment and be honest on stage and then bring these, you know, these years and years of songs that I've written uh, to, you know, a performance. Um, so it starts right at the beginning, which is, do I even take this gig that's being offered? So mm -hmm. I have an agent who, you know, seems like I've, uh, I wouldn't say trained that, but I, I would not not say trained either. I definitely, you know, I don't go to every place that wants to offer me uh, uh, a gig. Uh, so I have to check out that it's a listening room style thing. I have to check out that they care. Part of how they show they care, uh, uh, not to make it completely about money, but money is part of their way of showing it. And then mm. it's funny... Uh, you know, it's funny, some gigs that some places that really want you just can't afford much. And you can also feel those out too. those have mm -hmm. uh, some flags in them. Um, and then there's the ones that it doesn't matter whether you take the gig or somebody else, they're just filling in slots in a in a program somewhere, you know, um, all those flags are available to be seen. So self kindness for me as a performing artist starts with the gig itself. So again, uh, trained is a little strong, but it's 
not an untrue word that I've trained the people who work with me to, you know, I do want a, an attentive audience. I do want a listening place. Why? Because I've spent many years playing in places where, you know, at its worst, you know, you're in competition with the television on at a bar um, mm -hmm. and it's a hockey game and it's, and, and you're in Canada on hockey night and, <laughs> right. and, you know, uh, and that's not self-kindness. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes you do that as a performer because you just need, you know, experience and have the instrument in your hand for one, two, three, four, five sets a night, depending on where you are in the food chain of performances, um, you know, absolute bars, you know, and then mm -hmm. I, of course, I play, you know, performance halls and listening rooms and uh, prisons and house concerts and anything I've done. It feels like I've done just about every kind of place to have a performance. It's possible. Mm -hmm. But that self-kindness starts before I even say yes. Right. And it's, it's where I'm looking for the flags that would say that this this is not your kind of place. You know, this you're going to have to yeah. fight over the... Um, the not so great PA system. You're going to have to fight over the hockey night in Canada. Mm. And those flags are sitting there. So one of the self-kindness for the performer in me is to make sure that I'm not at a place that I just basically have to fight my way through it or out the other side. And, and that, that comes, that's a, that's an act of self-kindness. Mm. Um, yeah. I was, you, what, <clears throat> what came up as you were saying that Daryl is, two things one it seems like there's a fluidity to self-kindness that it, there isn't a rigidness but also you know what i'm curious about is i hear you explaining some of that but um in that i hear there needs to be there needs to be a connection to your your honest yes really um you know because sometimes we do take gigs because they're there's a lot of money involved, even though maybe that's not the right gig mm -hmm. if you're following from a self. So as you're explaining, do, do you have a, a sense or maybe you can talk a little bit about how how have you trusted that that honest yes inside of you to then be able to convey it to the people that are booking the gigs for you? Oh, because, well, it's because of of the lack of self-kindness that I've practiced for so many years with gigs oh, right and and if you've had you know your butt handed to you or your ego or your sensitivity or your poetry or your uh internalized music uh ignored long enough there there gets to be a point where you could either fight and strike back here's an example so let's say at those places where okay here i am i am at a louder bar uh, and uh, mostly this is my audience, so it's not like it's me against the world. They're, they're with me, let's say. But there's a table somewhere in the back or in the front or anywhere else that is louder and they're really not there for the music. In the old days, I would have, I would have drowned them out. I would have played louder. I would have sang louder. I would have mm -hmm. gotten more aggressive, you know, rocked it up a little bit more, kind of outshined them, so to speak. And these days I've noticed I get quieter now yeah. uh, and, and basically to where the whole room hears that one table and, and there's like almost all the time it takes care of itself. Um, 
but then that's that's a that's years of having done that uh, yeah. by trying to drown them out, and it's to actually get softer, and that's an that's another act of self kindness to me. Mm. Uh, in when I'm in the heat of that <laughs> battle of sorts, it's yeah the kindest thing I could do to myself right there is not yell at them or confront to them, but is actually to kind of get quieter and softer and let that element almost take care of itself or let the element of those around that loud place take care of it by, you know, shushing them down or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that that's an internalization. So self-kindness to me is an internalization. It is a bringing in, in, uh, in instead of lashing out of, uh, there's probably places where self-kindness could look like it goes out outward. Yeah. For example, if a, a just on that subject of gigs, uh, still stay, if we stay with that, um, uh, where I would refuse to be, take that gig, you know, no, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. It mm. doesn't seem like that's the right, uh, scenario that I want to be in uh, about the music. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and so it started as an internal, I considered it, I looked at it, I looked for the flags, you know, um, looked at the environment, got a feel for it, almost intuitively stepped into it, uh, leaned into it, um, through an email or, or whatever it was. And then kind of, it's a quietness that says, Hey, don't, don't do this gig. This, you have some doubts about this. And then the outward would be to say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Mm. we'll just have the night off, you know, um, or mm. get us another gig, or there's nothing wrong with having a night off uh, in that location. So great, you know? Right. Um, so it, 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 the outward, it gets there, but the inward is, is that, is that first part. And, and let me say another thing about the self-kindness in terms of, uh, you know, getting on this uh, podcast with you, you know, at first, you know, seeing what the subject was to be, you know, it was like, wow, that's a great subject and really happy you're doing work like this. And then right behind it was, and what kind of, what in the hell do I have to say about self-kindness? Right, right. There's times where I am not a very good practitioner of the subject, you know, mm. but if mm. I were being fair, which why, why wouldn't we, especially if we're in self-kindness, We'd have to say, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm an absolute, you know, self-kindness, you know, practice, practitioner. Yeah. And there are other yeah. times where I, I cave and um, basically, the, 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 to me, that it's I have a lesser time because the self-kindness went out the window. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, I still have a professionalism that gets me through the gig you know, um, right. but maybe that more greater experience that could have been had, uh, didn't get had, you know? Yeah. I read a little bit about your, your bio and one of your bios here, it says, you know, it says that, you know, the sole truth of life is that love is all that matters. <laughs> at, at least that's what you're saying in your bio. Well, yeah, it, might, it's why we forever chase it. Right. And then, and, but somewhere in here, you said something about like, you don't always, I forgot where it was. It's like, you don't always get it right, yeah. but that doesn't stop us from continuing to chase it. So that's right. And that's you know, how I feel about 
this self-kindness practice. It's like when I, and I have had lots of people that I've invited already to be on this and they go, oh, geez, Pete, like, you know, I'm, I'm not the right person to talk about this with. And I, I kind of lean towards what you were saying is like the people who have had their, you know, but <laughs> what was it? Your butt handed to them. Yeah. More times than not. I feel yeah. like those are the people I want to go talk to because, you know, the people that have gotten it right all the time, I feel, and maybe this is my own personal experience. Like I had that, I feel like at times really claw my way through to get to the other side uh, to find kindness inside. And so I'm going to trust that in me. Yeah. And so I'm going to trust your answer after having had your butt handed to you over and over again. Yeah. Because that's a real experience. I mean, to get knocked down, I'll get up, down, up, down, up, down, up. Oh, now I've got some information there about how to get back to self-kindness. Right. And again, even deciding, you know, uh, upon your subject of this podcast, again, glad you were doing the work. And then, you know, uh, yeah, I suppose I have some things to say about that. And then, and then that part of me that doesn't like to be self-kind critically saying like right then, like, dude, what do you, what kind of authority you think you are on self-kindness, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, meaning me, of course. And, yeah. uh, uh, and then, but really, if you, we look at it and we're being fair again, self-kindness, and if we're being fair to ourselves again, self-kindness, the truth is, uh, I may have plenty to say on this subject, including that I, there are times where I'm the most brutal. How about self-brutalization as the contract? <laughs> yeah, I was going to call this <laughs> self-mutilation with Pete. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm really good at that. Yeah, me too. So that's where it's then, okay, okay, then, okay. This is a human conversation. This isn't a perfection conversation. Right, right. And so... I do trust my instincts and my intuition about stuff, uh, whether it's a gig or a person, you know, to to play in a band with or um, write a song with. I'll tell you where I'm kind of maybe badass on uh, self kindness, if if that could even be said without pure laughter, <laughs> and that is where I bring my music and who I bring it to. Now, this right. isn't across the board, but man, am I a pursuer of trying to take my music into and making a, something sacred out of out of playing music, hmm. either in a hmm. show or in a session or with somebody else. I'm looking for that in my heart of hearts. I'm looking for that um, exchange so, that 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 made the day the night the song mm. better so i uh, i love that daryl would you mind if we unpack that a little bit because sure. i look at your music in my life and the role that it's played for for me and for ann and i in singing is there's there's been a nourishment in in the music <clears throat> mm -hmm. so how where did that again i feel like it goes back to where did that allowance in you to say, yes, these lyrics, yes, these melodies, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to just keep allowing it. Cause I don't think you started with, I'm a badass and I'm going to, no, <laughs> gonna no, I get music out there. 
No, I would get my ass kicked. And especially the more sensitive that I got. And see, that's one of the things, it's a very odd dynamic, but we may as well talk about it because it has something to do with self-kindness. And that is, in my thing, I find the more exposed that I bring to the music and to my songs, to the performance, to an interaction, the more exposed I am, the more essence, the more honest that I am, the more chance we have of having some kind of worthwhile exchange. And it goes right to a, a performance. Oh my goodness. Uh, and it you, goes you right imagine if, if the leaders of the world it, yeah. tried that out right now. Oh my God. Anyway, it's going. the opposite. It's, it. it's to look as firm and fighting and don't cross this line. That's the rest. That's how the world seems to behave as world leadership style thing. Where's the vulnerable leaders, you know? So let, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, anyway, we don't, we don't share that. Yeah. We don't have that. And so where do we have that? Well, maybe we can have that in a concert. Maybe we can have that in a song. Maybe we can have that in a podcast. Maybe we can have that in a church gathering. Maybe we can have that in a town meeting. Maybe we can have that mm -hmm. when we see our shrink. Maybe we can have that when we sit with our mother who's sick or whatever. So those are our opportunities. And, and that's our time to be real and, and to have a, 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 a real exchange. So when it comes to my music and why did I turn badass about uh, sensitive subjects, it's because to hide those sensitive subjects uh, and never expose them because of the fear of people making fun of it or it's not appropriate or no one's listening to the songs or that kind of thing. I spent many years, you know, being, uh, so to speak, being drowned out by the, the hockey game on the television or by the rowdy table over here, you know, when I was doing bar band cover song style stuff. And so the, the difference is outwardly, I would be playing these, you know, bars and places. And inwardly in my inner life, I've got poetry and songs and sensitive um, processes going on about uh God and country and my dad and my mom and their divorce or my breakups or my so the internal world and the external world were at odds and so what happened for mm -hmm. me was there was so much strong inner world going on i.e let's go ahead and call it self-kindness or self-work going on that's eventually that needed to surface out into my outer world meaning performance let's say and I had to, there was a period where I was writing stronger songs than me, the outer world performer, could actually pull off. Mm. And, 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 and that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting place to be mm. because mm. if somehow you're processing or the world if you, is bringing you these highly internalized songs of processing your life my life why can't i why are they out of reach for me to perform them out on friday and saturday night mm -hmm. why am i doing you know uh margaritaville again uh on friday or saturday night in a bar mm -hmm. setting in boston uh where i was where i was living when i sort of found my writer's voice thing mm -hmm. so then again self-kindness would have you uh, right in your closet and be 
true to yourself there, but maybe for a while you're not being true to yourself out into your gig world. And then I had to slowly turn that around to where I wasn't part of a cover band anymore. I wasn't a guy who would just get 75 bucks to be a sideman in a Boston bar. I became, I wanted to become the guy who was singing those very personal songs from my closet out there in my professional world. And that's, that became my turning point is where I quit being sort of a sideman situation or playing people's songs that they are familiar with at a bar and where I'm going forward with my internal song writing world. Mm. Again, an act of self-kindness, but it took, it took a long while. Well, that's what was going to be my question. You know, did that happen quickly for you or was that a slow, take a step forward, you know, get a critique or two from a person and then you notice you take a step step or two back and then forward back back was that the journey for you because I, I feel like you know as a you know as a performer and a songwriter you we can use that language but I talk to a lot of people and there are dreams there are intuitions there are things bubbling inside them well so yeah what was what was that little journey for you or long journey or continuous journey yeah it's a continuous journey uh really but it's in here the reason why is because i had so much of the bubblings on the inside and i literally had songs that represented those bubblings and they i started amassing them in numbers that could not actually be denied mm-hmm. uh, and so really the irony started sinking in like do i step up to this inner world um thing this bubbling or do i just keep that in a closet and then just you know play my margaritaville equivalents out into the world and uh this the the inner work was so strong that uh it could it didn't want to be held in it had Mm. to come out and be so to speak uh exposed uh and here's a funny turn in what happened in uh what started as really sensitive like I don't, I don't think I can show this to anyone. Type of thing. After a while, started turning into guess what? This is exactly who I am. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to do anything of like what I thought I might have been put on the planet to do, I simply have to follow in this internal bubbling's uh, path in which it's being shown to me. And I, and it wasn't just a, a brain power imagining I had the songs, the songs right, were right. the proof. And so um, now it was, are you going to stand up to these songs that you were quote given or that through your processing or through your self-kindness or your self-loathing uh, that you came about these songs that, you know, are you going to stand up to them? And my answer had to be, um, yes, I have, I have to. I mm. to honor that process I had to do that. Well, you said yes, but I mean, you know, I, maybe you don't know, but why do you think so many people say no to that? Because it's beaten out of them and trained into them just like self-kindness uh you know, sounds too close to selfish and uh self-absorbed and uh what the one that I really can't stand is the uh the lint in the belly button thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is so 
the mentality that would call introspection uh, lent on a belly button is so far from any kind of truth of what introspection actually is that mm. the clown who says that is a clown that has no idea what introspection even could possibly look like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that strange, right? right? So come yeah. out with some slamming kind of uh, picture uh, that makes it to where self-absorption, you know, or self-kindness is some kind of, you know, stupid or uh, oversensitive or, you know, puffed up way of being when in fact, if you're not going to be self-kind, who else are you expecting to to be kind to you? So oh, to goodness. speak. Yeah. I mean, so to speak. Well, yeah, because it just seems like an earlier podcast I did with with a friend who had done work around the world with refugees and margin all kinds of communities that have been marginalized, and he was a you know it came up that the only way that such violence can be extended in the, those moments is because of how deep and alive that violence is within that individual. So I yeah. lost where I was going with that, Daryl, but, well, you know, I heard a quote yesterday. Uh, I wish I could remember the name exactly, but it's a Buddhist, uh, you know, a practitioner, writer, person, pretty famous at it and basically say you know ending wars and violence you can take all the guns and the ammunition and the the bombs and everything and put them somewhere let's say the moon and store them there but the the violence in the people has not changed you took away their their weaponry but that Mm. that inside is still until we deal with the inside stuff like you're talking about with the violence of, of that you mentioned from your friend and and the work that uh, he does, uh, until that internalization has changed, uh, you know, you can take away all the weapons you want to, there's still warring within the uh, people. And, yeah. and again, self-kindness to me, <clears throat> which could sound like, you know, um, almost a luxury style of thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, when, when I'm at my best, self-kindness is my companion when Mm -hmm. i'm at my worst self-kindness got uh booted out somewhere along the way and now i'm much closer to uh an example of my upbringing or my childhood or this country and its violence or its violent histories Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what i mean i'm closer to that because it's all taught in and brought into us and ingrained into us and self-kindness is one of those things that bring us back from all of that ridiculous upbringing of, of all of that and 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 puts a different uh starts reminding us that we're more than uh a product of the culture that we came from that there's a an inner world that there's an essence in in us and self-kindness mm. is one of those windows that to me allow that to come out uh, from me and into the world uh, comes by way of self-kindness. Hmm. You know, I think where I'm, I'm maybe going with this question, Daryl, is the certainty. It's like we're that that thing bubbles up inside of us, and 
in my own exploration of that thing that bubbles up inside, it's like I come back to it. It's I don't know if you're familiar with that Marianne Williamson quote where it's it's not the fear we're afraid of. We're afraid of how big the light and the good and the love inside of us is. And yeah, you know, I, I, I think what I'm what the question that I wanted to just put back at you is you said something about how that vulnerability and I'm I'm going to, you know, kind of paraphrase what you said, but Uh that vulnerability has essentially become your, your biggest strength. And so, so the, that's like this, that's like a living turned around example of like flipping it on its head. And, you know, I feel like self-kindness for me is that it's like flipping the thing that I thought was worst inside of me on its head. And it turns out to be the best inside of me. So that's my internal and you were talking about that internal external being at odds so if that's my internal how can that internal help feed help to be be a guiding presence for me in the making that happen in the external like flipping everything on its head uh, that we see of what's possible like it's not possible for everybody to be treated equally like flipped on its head it is possible and in fact that's actually what we want as as human beings well it's it um that external internal is still going on it is it, it's a continuum in 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 my books i wish i wish that there could be a place where you know i walked through a portal and then that old was never that old conflict isn't there any longer uh, that's always been a wish of mine, but um, I haven't found, I haven't found that portal. I haven't found that place where the old just falls away. So part of it is uh, maybe just understanding on on my part that I am going to have this internal external conflict, and still the the one I keep coming back to is is to highlight the internal that my internal clock, my intuitive, the inner work, the self-kindness, the essence, um, the sensitive, if you want to call it that, um, mm. or the, uh, the belly lint in the navel thing, uh, that's, that is my strength. Um, that, that's, I can trust that, mm. that very internal. Uh, and so I still fight with it even now during this pandemic and, you know, the no gigs and then the money portions start rattling the cage and then like, well, what are you about? And, you know, and all that kind of, all those questionings are still going on, but I'm also marching through with, you know, making more music release during this time. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, I have four albums uh, done basically, which Mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but I actually do. And so during this pandemic uh, time, uh, I'm going between this year and next year, I'm going to release all four albums and normal sort of external wisdom of the grand old, you know, music business would tell you, hey, that's at least four, if not six or eight years of of music, you know, do Mm -hmm. a put out a record and then hammer it for the next year, year and a half, put out the next one and repeat you know, it's almost like it was a mayonnaise product or a, a <laughs> right. mustard, you know, <laughs> and 
but that I'm turning that on its head right now and releasing more than I've ever released in my life. Um, even though we can't tour and touring is always the, the old externals logistic for how you support a new recording is through shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so all of that is being challenged. And so again, what I'm doing right now is turning the challenge and, and just say, doing turning on its head. I will release four albums in a two-year period. Mm. And it may be zero touring that goes along with it. Because mm. to me, it's the releasing of the music or a releasing of the internalization, if you want to call it that, that's more important than doing all the right dance steps for the externalization of it. Mm. Mm. Because... Mm if the decision is, am I going to honor and follow the internal? The answer is yes. Or am I going to take the, the amazing wisdom of the external world and apply it to my internal world releasing music? The answer is no, I'm going to, I'm going to follow the internal mm. because just to be honest with you, I'm a little sick of the external world, mine and, and <laughs> the world at large. I've just about had enough you know? Mm. Uh, and so I, again, what I'll do with that feeling is internalize it mm. and I'll take it to the inside and then see what bubbles up from that. What I, what it looks like is bubbling up is release music, dude. That's what you do. You know, yeah. you play mm. music, you write songs, you come up with musical concepts. The world might be able to use that right now. And maybe if not the the world could use it, maybe you could, Daryl. How about so that, that? You see what I mean? There's self-kindness, yeah. so to speak, even in, you know, look, I brought out four records and I had this pass through me as opposed to sit around for the next two years mm. wondering what this president's going to do or that one or this world leader or, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we get these, I feel like we all get these hits of 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 beauty of art of creativity of extended kindness of love of generosity and it's to act on it and we always have that opportunity right then and there to ask ourselves why am i stopping like what's stopping me and yeah. that's my self-kindness practice is i'm going to take a look and find out what's stopping me oh, I think somebody's going to laugh at me. Oh, oh, I think I, you know, whatever the fear is that, that comes up. Mm -hmm. uh, and sh so my self-kindness practice is about shortening that period from getting that hit to act and then acting, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, a story that I used to tell a lot comes to mind is being at a stoplight and somebody has a sign that says, you know, anything can help. And I look over and in my change thing, I've got a couple dollars. So, you know, give that person a couple dollars. Wait a minute. What are they going to use it for? Are they going to, you know, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, well, I've got a granola bar on my front seat. Let me hand them the granola bar. So I'm about to hand the granola bar, but then the light turns green and somebody honks the horn and <laughs> I'm worried about. So it's like, you know, you get the hit, act, act you get up. the hit, act. And yep. so. I guess my, my parting question to you as we're kind of coming to a close here, it, it's a, it's a two part question. One is what is your practice to 
to act in that moment from that place and then two if you had any thoughts or advice for people who feel like their their external is not matching their internal right well uh i guess for the first part do i have a practice um as odd as it is you'd be surprised during a pandemic how little i can play music uh you i'm surprised uh, wow. I can yeah. go for a very long time without even touching an instrument. Um, mm. And that surprises. At, but here's my practice. When I do get to the music, and that can be listening to music, others' music, or my own, or project that I'm working on, or any of that kind of thing, there's a magic thing that happens with music to me. It takes over. So one of my best acts of kindness is to actually turn myself toward the music again, because otherwise I could go days, even weeks without even touching an instrument. Mm. Um, I really can. Uh, and that's, but when I do turn back to the music, which is, uh, I have been doing that mindfully here in the, at this pandemic time, this kind of lockup time, uh, I've also been walking outdoors, uh, taking big, beautiful, long walks a lot more, like a one or two mm. a day. That's been fantastic. Anytime I can turn myself back inward instead of the external that would drive us all out of our minds, actually, to be on mm. the external uh, listening of this world as it is right now, it's the internal world that I think we should be kind of hooking up to. And when I hook up into my internal world, through a wander in the woods or through uh, listening to music, it has the magic that I was missing over there in the loud honking horn cacophony external world. Mm -hmm. And I trust it. Uh, and mm -hmm. so maybe what I would say to folks in who, uh, to the last part of your question, um, where the internal and external are at such odds is spend more time in the internal. Go take the wanders through the woods, you know, read the poetry, write your poetry, um, work on your songs, work on your music, work on your paintings. Uh, those thoughts you've had about being kind to others are going to see someone you haven't seen in a long time or you've harbored some kind of thing against action. Take the action to go face that person or to go um to make that the action, do something about that. You may not be able to do anything about, uh, you know, a grand global scale something, but you might be able to do something about that, that person that you know would be really good for you to talk to and try to get to the other side of something or that you just love them and you haven't said that in a while. That's an mm -hmm. action. And, uh, or the wander or, so that's that's all I know to do. And it doesn't mean that in 45 minutes after the wander, I'm back into, you know, what got tweeted today by Trump, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the relief and the true essence of my experience being on this earth is not to follow Trump's tweets. It's it's to take the wanders through the woods and to work on the music. And so anytime mm -hmm. I can kind of turn back to the internal at least 
I've done that, but it also has some possibility of furthering a song or furthering a relationship um, or getting, I get hits. Uh, you mentioned, you know, getting hits about things, you know, about energies mm. or positive things or things that I can do next. I get those hits when the self-kindness of a wanderer or the self-kindness of, a, of working on music is, is, is I've allowed that. Mm-hmm. And all, all I know to do is to come back to that internalization, uh, mm. which self-kindness is and see where it takes you uh, out into the external world. Love it, Daryl. Love it. Love you as a human being. Love what you have to bring. And love your willingness to just sit with me today and just share a little bit of that, that vulnerability and action of just speaking what's on your heart. So how do people get to have more of you? Where, where can we find you out there in the social world, in that external world? Right, right. Well, website world is Daryl Scott dot com uh let's see i know there's a facebook thing that might be called the real daryl scott uh i should know these things uh we'll put it all in the show notes too but yeah yeah. and then i'm running a i'll tell you a place where i'm showing up quite a bit uh because through the pandemic is i've started a patreon page which is um basically i guess a patron styled program a subscription where i put up a lot of content uh, Mm -hmm. music and otherwise um uh, there's one part called uh, production talk where i talk about you know what my ideas are in producing music and and i give real examples i have another one about the instruments that i own because i own such a diverse huge you know wonderful world of uh instruments uh, stringed instruments mostly from you know really around the world and i so the patreon for for some reason has been this place where i go and put up a lot of content that's really off the beaten path of my normal just go do a show and and go to drive to the next town and all that so the patreon of daryl scott also has a lot of uh good juicy information um and otherwise, I'm working on uh, putting out my second of four records uh, in during a pandemic, <laughs> as we speak. I <laughs> uh, love it. Well, pile them on us, throw all four out, and don't listen to what the, uh, what all, the people who... All the experts, yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right, man. Well, Pete, it's very uh... good to talk with you. And all the best to your family and Anne and everything and hope to see you somewhere down the road. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Daryl. Catch you later, man. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Wow. I just loved so much of what Daryl had to say in that conversation. You know, his comments about that internal and external being at odds and needing to line that up in his life. You know, talking about needing to have his message of being honest on stage and making that about who he was as a musician. Um, Just so much in there. And I feel like he really reminded me and inspired me to, to witness, you know, how he's talking about the albums, to 
turning that norm on its head, turning what is seen as the normal way of doing things and turning it on its head. I mean, I feel like that is what is happening right now in our world. And so I want to invite you to explore that idea. You know, take a look. Where is the internal and the external at odds in your life? And so I want to invite you to check out, go to PeteSibley.com and check out this multi-week courageous self-kindness program that I'm, I'm putting back out there. We were going to be doing this um, earlier in the pandemic, and it seemed like the right thing to kind of pull back on it. But I'm taking this inspiration from Daryl Scott, and I'm taking this inspiration that's bubbling up in me right now, and we're going to do this. It's a multi-week courageous self-kindness uh, program. And what I'm going to be doing in this is talking about and highlighting these elements that are coming up in this podcast. How do we keep this self-kindness practice going day in and day out? And we'll support each other in that. So there will be some live uh, calls together where I'll be leading it. There will be some just uh, ideas and things that I have used in other workshops and other programs available to you. And I have friends, some people who have actually been on this podcast that will come in on those live calls and help to foster that conversation. So the idea is we come together, we support each other in where, where, are, we, where are we hesitating to bring that self-kindness fully into the world? Where are we hesitating to bring it internally so then it lines it lines that internal, that external. It makes that reconciliation for us. Um, because I believe that's what we're being called to do right now. And so I've heard from people right now that one thing is you could just be feeling overwhelmed right now, and that's enough to sign up for this program. You could be feeling really anxious about what's happening in the future and you can sign up for this program. I've been talking to some of my friends who are white middle-class men and they are feeling uh, frozen right now because of the hyper-focus on what white middle-class men have brought uh, historically. And so being tied to that legacy, what does that mean to have that difficult conversation and keep moving forward? So you should join the program. If you're a parent and the kids, you know, driving you, you could join the program. Uh, if you're feeling like your career and your life just, it's it's up in the air and what is happening right now with COVID, like join the conversation, join the self-kindness conversation. As you have heard in these podcasts, it's all over that it's a human conversation. I love that Daryl pointed that out in in his in this podcast today. It's a human conversation. None of us are experts at this. I recently heard a podcast where the guest was saying, you know, we're all amateurs at love. We're all learning. And there isn't any one of us who can't learn something today, right now, about allowing love to continue to grow and show up in their lives. So join this conversation. And maybe you just want to join this conversation by checking out some of these places where I'm showing up in the social media world. So would you join me there? 
just check out Self Kindness with Pete either on Instagram, seems to be where I'm showing up the most, but Facebook as well. You can join my mailing list, again, going to PeteSibley.com. If you thought this podcast was useful or awoken something inside of you, would you share it with a friend? Would you go and rate this podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to it? That really helps to pull it up in when people are searching for this type of content of how to be kind to yourself right now so you can reflect that back out into the world. I am just thrilled that you took the time to sit here and continue to listen. I know you've got so much that you can be doing. Thanks for letting me hang with you, whether I was going along on the drive or whether I was with you while you were washing dishes tonight. I love you. I'm so grateful that you would be here to take the time to do this. Let's do this. Let's grow. Let's make self-kindness what came out of 2020, that we became a human race that learned deep inner kindness and grew that and cultivated that. So I'll leave you with this song inspired by Daryl Scott. Run out and grab some of his music, would you? Again, you rock, and I'll see you next week. The light is getting dim The darkness is creeping in